Welcome to the Chick Monks Podcast, where we explore the spiritual path of contemplative Christianity with a female voice and perspective. It isn't supposed to be this way. How often the pain of that sentiment rings deep and true in my own heart. In the face of suffering, in sickness, and loss, in severed relationship, our hearts cry out against perceived injustice. It's not supposed to be this way. Which always leads to the question, why? Humans are natural interpreters, so we're always looking for the first half of a cause-and-effect explanation. If this, then that. This is how life is supposed to work. But sometimes, sometimes life goes rogue. Sometimes the cause isn't something I can see. And sometimes there seems to be no cause at all, and my whole paradigm is shattered. Then what? Then how can I cope? The Gospel of John encounters this very question about an unnamed man's blindness from birth. The story begins with the disciples asking Jesus whose sin it was that caused this man's blindness. Surely this is judgment for someone's immoral behavior. Jesus responds by telling them that this man's blindness was intended for healing. For this healing, actually the one he was about to perform to display the power of God. And in that moment, cause and effect is suddenly flipped. And Jesus teaches his disciples to stop looking behind them for the answers, but to lift their eyes in faith to what could happen to redeem it. This is the gospel. This is the kingdom of God. Now that's beautiful and hopeful and everything, but that's not often what we want to hear when we're the ones faced with suffering, is it? Even with someone else's suffering. We'd like to find a neat and tidy explanation because if it could happen to them, well, I'd like to be sure it's not going to happen to me. We search for, we demand an explanation. We need to point our finger at something they did wrong to end up in these circumstances. Otherwise, we'd have to admit that it could just as easily have been us. Asking why isn't wrong, though. Crying out that it's not supposed to be this way isn't either. But it does show us where we put our faith. Our best explanation of why can so easily become the object of our faith that we put God on trial. We put the way things are on trial. We presume the judge's seat because our way of understanding the world, the universe, has made us feel safe, and we will not tolerate the injustice of that coming undone. Flashback now to our story from the Gospel of John, and enter the Pharisees. They're so attached to their understanding of sin and righteousness that they not only refuse to see Jesus' miracle— But they paint this man's glorious healing as a threat. Their system is vulnerable if they acknowledge that Jesus can perform the works of God on the Jewish day of rest. And they cling to it. They cling to their system. And what does it cost them? Clinging to our own understanding of how things are supposed to happen means that we miss out. 
We miss out on the joy of a man whose sight an entire life was restored. Jesus exposes the systems of cause and effect in each of our lives. This is the true judgment. If we really reaped what we've sown, if things were really how they're supposed to be, we would be crushed under the consequences of our own self-centered lives. And that's honestly the best we can do. But grace, grace opens the eyes of the blind. All who are willing to confess that their vision is limited, that they can't see with the eyes of faith, that their world is centered around themselves and the way things seem to be right in front of them. All of them, all of us who ask for eyes to be opened to something bigger, all of us are given sight and we're freed. We're freed from ourselves. We're freed from our past and the fears of our future. We're freed from the stories that keep us stuck. We're freed from death and from limitations and from the illusion of separation. And we are freed to love. We're freed to belong to love. To something bigger and greater and truer than anything we've ever known. We're freed to eternal life. And there, as people resurrected from the dead, we're freed to imagine and join in on the work of God in the most unlikely places. In fact, precisely the places where things aren't as they're supposed to be.